Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. Hey, 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 everybody. Hey, everybody. I hope everyone's doing all right today. Yeah. How are you doing? Great. You? I'm doing amazing. Feeling that lipstick, though. Uh huh. (laughs) You like it? I love it. Awesome. So here we are again, Gary and Julie, leading in love. We're excited that you're joining us. Marriage is one of the most important relationships because it requires day-to-day contribution. You take a day off and you're way off. Way off. Way off. Okay, so this is the second installment of our mini-series on comparing marriages. Right. In our previous episode, we spoke about why couples compare marriages, the dangers of comparing marriages, and how not to compare marriages, right? Yes. So, in this episode, we will be talking about building relationships with other married couples. Mm -hmm. See, we have always had friends who are married. The difference between now and then is that we scrutinize every relationship with the high probability of no. 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 Can't come in here. Exactly. (laughs) When you get married, you want to be around other married folk because the thinking is that other married couples will help you navigate your marriage. The old notion of iron, sharpen iron, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, iron, sharpen iron, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, iron wounds flesh. So, if it's not iron and iron, somebody's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get cut up. Right. This is because there is so much to marriage. Not only do people want to build other relationships with other married folk, they are more likely to establish relationships with others with whom they share commonalities. That's right? true. That's true. Could be cultural, it could be professional, or it could just be interest. Right. Leaders tend to surround themselves with other leaders because they face similar paths. So, CEO tends to be friends with other CEOs. Politicians tend to be friends with other politicians. True. Right? Professional athletes tend to be friends with other professional athletes. So, in these cases, the couples tend to connect, and it's good because they can share in their experiences. Right. The question is, how important is this? Is it valuable or is it dangerous? Good question. Okay. Off the bat, we can see that the more couples you surround yourself with, the greater the risk of wanting to compare your marriage with others. Right. And that's what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Comparing your marriage with others. In the last, the previous episode, we talked about the dangers. Of course. And then we also made some recommendations how to not compare your marriage because again if you're around a lot of couples you're gonna see how they're behaving what they have yeah and then all of a sudden you want to measure up 
course. But do you really need to measure up? Yeah. And the thing is that if you feel that you can't measure up, then now you're going to look inside your marriage, resent your spouse first, mm-hmm. and then resent other couples for, for, for no reason. Yeah. They've done nothing to you. So why do couples want to build relationship with other couples? Okay. These are also reasons why people build relationships with others. Now, there's a psychologist by the name of David McClellan. He kind of showed up after uh, Abraham Maslow. Right. He put out his uh, pyramid of needs. Mm -hmm. So David McClellan, um, he created this motivational model that attempts to explain how certain needs are propagated, but he came from a managerial context. Mm -hmm. And according to McClellan and his theory of learned needs, we have... Three things that we need. Mm-hmm. Affiliation, achievement, and power. Okay. Affiliation, achievement, and power. Right. Okay. So affiliation is basically connecting with other people. First, we want to be connected with others, and then we want to be connected with others of a certain status. Okay. Okay? Um, we also want achievement. Mm-hmm. That's why people become business owners. They get their doctorates. They purchase big homes on two, three-acre lots. They Mm. drive expensive cars because we want to give the impression of success via wealth. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And then we want power both inside our relationships and in our places of convening. Okay. So work, church. Right. um, On the streets. Yeah. On the back, in in, in the gym, wherever it is. Right. We We want to exude power. And the thing is that this also takes place in marriage. Even though the theory focused on the workplace Mm. in the managerial context, we can see where it can take place in marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And we, in our own studies and research, we found that one of the things that's apparent about marriage is this constant need or this constant struggle for power Mm. and authority. Yeah. Okay, and you can kind of see that in the needs, especially in the one that talks about the need for power. Right. Okay? But along with those three things that David McLaren proposes, we've also noticed similar and differentiated tendencies in what couples want, based on what we've observed and the couples we've spoken to, mm. we see some common things. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And the first thing that we notice, and you can comment on these too, is that couples want support. Yes. That's why we... Tie ourselves to other couples. Right. We build other couples in our circle because we want support. Right. And support is important, especially in the early stages of marriage. Yeah. Because uh, this is normally the early stage of marriage. You're new to the relationship. Yeah. You're new to marriage. It's a bigger commitment. Yeah. So you want support. Yes. You want encouragement. Right. But then there's also this phase that we go through, which is around like the seven to nine year mark when relationships fall apart. Mm. And it's been described as the disillusionment phase. Right. And this is where like hell breaks loose. Oh. Okay. Heavily. And yeah. people, relationships literally come to a halt at this point. Mm-hmm. So support is very important mm-hmm. in, in anything for that matter. Um, support gives you reassurance. You're reminded that it's not the end of the world when you make a mistake. And the great thing about support is that it usually helps you correct those mistakes and it gives you confidence to try again. Mm. Right? That's what good coaches and parents, CEOs do. Right. They provide support. So first thing we realize is that couples build relationships with other couples. Yes. 
because they want support. Right. Okay? Right. Then they want to learn. Absolutely. Right? They want to build relationships with other couples who have experience and are able to guide them so that they can prevent certain outcomes. Yes. I mean, you don't get married thinking that you're going to divorce. Right. Right? Uh, well, in this day and age, some people... I think some people might plan it out, man. They kind of try and plan it out for a few years and then move on once yeah. they hit certain platforms. Right, right, but right. we're not going to get into that. We're just going to assume that most people are getting married for the purpose of not wanting to divorce. So mm -hmm. that's fine. But the best thing to do is to be in prox proximity to many couples who have different levels of experience. Mm -hmm. You will be amazed at the valuable knowledge you can gain from other couples. Couples who have been close to divorce, couples who have dealt with traumatic life experiences, maybe losing a child, maybe losing a, a job, another family member. You never know. Maybe a sort of sickness that has affected um, their marriage, right? Right. There is a big difference in hearing that Brangel... What, what, what is it? The Brangelina? Like Brad yeah. and Angelina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. whole Brad and uh, Angelina. Was it Brangelina? No. no. I think that's what it was called. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Anyways, there is a big difference in hearing that Brangelina is no more an item than hearing that your neighbor, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, are no longer together. Did you catch that? Brad and Angelina started a movie called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Did y'all catch that? Hope yes. You caught it. Anyways. The difference is the proximity. Okay? Right. There is a lot more to extract when you, are in, when you are in close proximity. You're not making assumptions. You have facts. Right. And... You can learn so that you can apply that to your marriage. Right. So, fair enough. Couples want to learn. That's of why course. you build relationships so you want to learn. Mm -hmm. The next thing is that they want affirmation. You know, it's good to be told that you're doing the right things mm. at the right time. Right. Right? Because then yeah. it gives you confidence for the years ahead. And especially as a young people, when you're, when, as a young couple, I should say, when you're trying to figure things out, everything is so brand new. Yeah. As far as marriage goes. Mm-hmm. Or even as a mature couple, it's good feeling. It's a good feeling when you get feedback from perhaps a younger couple that they admire you, or from an older couple that they respect what you're doing. Right. So affirmation. We 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 tie ourselves to other couples, so we could hear. Yeah, man, you're good. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the next one then is, they want to be surrounded by like-minded couples. True. I was listening to a podcast called Thrive Time Show. But this is a business school without the BS and the host, Dr. Z. Clay. The, the episode was called How to Be an A Player. The host quoted a statement made by Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs said, A players hire A players. Yes. B players hire C players. Uh -huh. And C players hire D players. Right. So typically, A players surround themselves with A players who are not going to drag them down. And this like-minded mm -hmm. means that we all want the same thing for ourselves and then, in a sense, to each other. Right. Because we want our marriage to be successful. We are appreciative of successful marriages and we are empathetic towards 
failing marriages. Yes. Yeah, so that's why we surround ourselves by like-minded couples. Mm-hmm. Couples that want to succeed. Right. They, they want the same thing, right? Right. 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 So... What was that again? We uh, people build relationships or couples build relationships because they want support. Mm-hmm. They want to learn. Yeah. They want affirmation. Yeah. And they want to be surrounded by like-minded couples. Right. Now, those are all good reasons to build relationships with other couples, and quote unquote better reasons to compare your marriage with others because mm. we we say don't compare your marriage. Right. But you got to still be careful because this is a double-edged sword. Right, so like a double-edged sword, it can cut you and the other person, mm-hmm. or it can cut the other person twice. Mm-hmm. So the very reasons that would encourage you to pursue building relationships with other couples can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So the flip side to all of the good reasons for building relationships with other married couples are couples who want to be surrounded by couples who don't make them feel worse. Yeah. Yeah. So in the other things that we, the the ones that we mentioned, there's an attitude of support, there's learning, there's affirmation, and there's being around like-minded people. So there's a sense of humility. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. this instance, when couples surround themselves with others because they don't want to feel worse, now we're dealing with a sense of insecurity. Let's go. Right? So this would be the B players hiring C players. Right. Because B players don't want to ever feel like they're underachieving. Yeah. I'm a B player. I know it. Yeah. If I surround myself with C players, I'm better than the C I'm players. I'm still better. I'm right. still better. So what we want to really focus on is uh, is being attentive to the types of relationships that come around your marriage. Mm-hmm. And the particular warning signs that'll help you make sure that you're not affiliating with people who seem to want to be around people who they consider to be in worse situations than them, Mm -hmm. okay? And we listed some of the reasons why people want to build relationships. They're watching. Mm -hmm. They're noticing. Mm -hmm. And they might want in for one or more of the reasons listed above. So, sorry, my words, listed above. Mm -hmm. So let's look at some warning signs of couples who might come around you because they see you as a C player and they know that they're B players. Listen. Remember, A players hire A players. Listen. <laughs> we are about to go into a sensitive area for me. Come with us. Let's go. Okay. Let's go deeper, boo-boo. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. So, you want to you start this off? Yes. So, here are some warning signs. Okay? So, if a couple comes around you and they're trying to build a relationship with you, basically what we're saying is scrutinize. Be attentive. Be very attentive to what they're saying to you. What and they're we're going to give you some warning signs. Exactly. And how they're behaving. And we're right? going to give you some warning signs. Okay. So, the first one. Quick to resent other couples. Okay. Okay. People who are quick to talk negative about other people are usually experiencing some sort of resentment. Perhaps they are experiencing that in their marriage, and if they are, they want to point the attention on someone else. Yes. Okay? Couples who behave like this need to resolve the resentment in their marriage. They need to thoroughly examine the areas of forgiveness that exists inside their marriage and fix it. Mm-hmm. Because they are because they are unwilling to do that, 
they are quick to resent other couples. Right. Okay. Contrary to this, are couples who are quick to praise others and find the good in others. Right. So if they're coming around you and they're quick to talk bad negatively and just hold grudges against another couple that they might have limited information about. Right. That's the warning sign. And they have issues inside the marriage where they potentially resent each other. Mm-hmm. Remember what we said last episode? The resentment usually starts between the spouses. Yeah. And when they realize that they can't get around that, then they now start resenting other couples. Right. Same idea. So, again, be attentive to what are they saying about those other couples. And if and if it's a consistent thing that mm-hmm. keeps reoccurring right. about specifically couples... Maybe not individual people, right, right, right. But the couple but couples, in itself, exactly, exactly. Be attentive. So the next one is if they show lack of empathy to another couple's bad outcomes. That's a big one. We're all gonna deal with situations that are not favorable. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be painful. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be hurting or hurtful. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And that's just how life is shaped. Absolutely. But then you have people who are just unempathetic to that. Right. So if you're dealing with issues in your marriage, or you ask yourself the question, or let me ask you the question, are you dealing with issues in your marriage? Mm -hmm. Who's showing up at this point? What are they saying? Yeah. Okay? If the couple's encouraging you to get a divorce, that is a couple who will not be around when you actually get divorced. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Hold it's up not a, that's a not funny, but no, that's it's, because it's not you know, Julie got hyped for a sec. I'm just like, okay. He's like, laughing at me because he knows how emotional I get with this topic of divorce. If somebody is coming around you and they may not necessarily say get a divorce, mm-hmm. but they're pointing you in a direction of don't run to your partner, watch out for that person. Ladies. I told you he was a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, I'm talking to the ladies right now because we have been very guilty of this where we hear one of our girlfriends talking about their spouse, their husband, and complaining about something specific. And then we sit there and say, ooh. Yeah. How dare him? Or I don't know how you could have tolerated that. Right. Or if that happened to me, I will I will be doing X Y Z. Right. Listen, if Can somebody are if somebody is saying those words in regards to specifically your partner, walk away real quick. Yep. Don't entertain it. Don't entertain it. And I'm going to raise my hand and say I have been guilty of. Of maybe raising a point to somebody and hearing what they would say. And, oh, how can you deal with that? Well, you know what? Deuces, girl. We ain't girls no more. Absolutely. Because any girl that is for me is going to turn me around and say, go back there. So, and that's a very good point. The thing is, though, the, the couple that's encouraging the other couple or the person to break their relationship... They usually purposely attach themselves to a couple whose relationship is in flux. Yeah. Simply because they want to feel better about their marriage. Of course. Okay? They're, they're angry about something within yes. their own marriage and they haven't found a way to fix right. it. So couples who are either or both spouses are unempathetic or closed off to each other about their individual feelings. Mm-hmm. 
they're not willing to carry each other's burdens or help each other for that matter. This is a couple will, that will not help you when you're in need. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a warning sign. A good sign of a couple that, you know, you could spend some time building a calculated relationship with mm-hmm. are couples who are quick to stand up with another couple when they face turmoil in their marriages. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Cool. The next one. Constant recruitment of other couples into your circle. Yeah, this quote-unquote invisible click. Right. So this is couples who can't seem to be alone. They're constantly recruiting people in their circle, and perhaps the people are not staying. That's a big warning sign. Yo. They keep jumping around. You see them at different people all the time. All and the they time. keep changing relationships. They're all of a sudden calling people best friends. Yes. They call everybody best friend. Yeah. And you're wondering how do they how do their best friends change every two years? Mm-hmm. Watch out for that. Yep. You can't think of ways in which you and your partner make a great team. Yeah. Right? Don't be calling everybody best friend. Your best friend should be your partner and that's it. Hundred percent. That's it. Contrary to this, our couples who are receptive of moments in their lives when they are alone. Yes, this is that reflect. And you know what's funny about that point is that you need that. Because mm-hmm. you need to be alone to reflect. Of and to course. think and to plan and to of introspect. Course. Of course. Right? You but know? If, you can't, if you can't appreciate that, then man, like you're looking elsewhere already. Yeah. See, they don't see it as a, neg- as, as a negative, but they see it as an opportunity to reflect and better themselves. Yes. They are constantly inward focused, but they know when to open up and share. Yes. So they're not going to just blab to the rest of the world. They'll know when to say to another couple, especially if it'll help them. Right. Okay. Right. So number four is lack of respect for, for other people or other couple. And they're quick to make the worst assumptions. So these are people who are openly disrespectful to other couples. Yeah. You know, they may not be yelling in their face, but they, they'll talk down to them. Mm-hmm. They're willing to correct them in public. Yeah. You know, they have no respect for other couples. They treat other couples as though they're better than them. Typically, what's going on is that inside their marriage, spouses are usually pretty rude and curt towards each other. Mm-hmm. And this couple should probably be spending more time monitoring how they treat each other. Yeah. Because clearly they don't speak respectfully to each other, so they have no issue with being disrespectful to other couples. To other couples. Now, right. also, I, I'm i going to add that you should be also attentive to how they might be speaking to the opposite gender mm. of that other couple. Good. My... One thing in particular I'm going to share, my husband and I used to have these friends where the, where the partner, um, the, the male partner would always speak very rudely towards me. And the female partner would always speak very rudely towards my husband. Right. And we, at the moment, used to see it as, oh, we would just joke around, mess around type of thing yeah but then once we started after the relationship um or after we had walked away from that relationship we started as my husband said scrutinizing every relationship that was surrounding us and when we compared that previous relationships to the other couples that were around us 
we had very close friendships yeah. where that behavior wasn't going on. Exactly. So, you know, con- like sort of contrary to that and in support of what you just said mm-hmm. is that you have couples who want to protect their integrity so they're aware of how they how people treat them and how they treat others. Right. So they take the initiative to treat other th- others with respect mm-hmm. and they stand against being disrespected. Yeah. Right? That's how you protect your integrity. Absolutely. Respect other people Mm -hmm. and don't put up with disrespect. Don't accept it. Absolutely. Number five, overly concerned with material things. Okay. We all know this, okay? All they talk about is money and other material things. They can't even have an honest conversation about the state of the world or how they can contribute to the world. Everything is about money. Right. So in their relationship. Yeah. So now in their relationship, arguments revolve around money and financial things. They That would mean that they are comparing their finances with yours. Mm -hmm. Some people will want to get as far as they can in your business so they know how they're doing compared to you. Yes. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Yes. But contrary to this are couples who know the value of material things but extend their purpose beyond just owning the biggest home on the block or driving the the, the nicest, most luxurious cars. Right, right. They are concerned with their family's legacy. Hello, legacy. <laughs> but also their impact in the community. Yeah. Again, community. Right. Their legacy is about creating a loving and peaceful home as well as contributing to a loving and peaceful community. Beyond themselves. Yes. That's the whole concept here. Right. So if people showing up around you talking about money with no like plan that exists beyond them, vamos. Get out of there. Uh, the last one is they are quick to belittle another couple's success. Okay. So if a couple around them is successful, <laughs> they have a problem with it. Yes. As soon as a topic comes up about someone else's success, they quickly try to divert it to themselves, their careers, Ugh. their children, their family, their hobbies, and whatever the case is. Yes. Yeah. They don't care that you're successful, and they don't even like take time to recognize the level of effort that you put into what to, to, to earning a living. Yeah. Or pursuing a passion. Of course. Right. Of course. So. The, idea, the thing is that couples in this situation struggle to enjoy each other's success in mm-hmm. their own marriage. They're mm-hmm. always competing. One gets a promotion. Now the other one has to go and find one. Mm-hmm. Or they're not happy. <laughs> if they're not happy, uh, one goes and buys a nicer car. Mm-hmm. The, one, one couple ha- or one spouse has a really good job. The next one has to drive the fanciest car. Yeah. Right? And a couple like this who belittles another couple's success... You're not escaping. They will belittle your success. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So contrary to this are couples who understand the value of life, and they applaud other couples who are able to reach significant milestones in their marriage, whether it's in the marriage you know, itself, like couples celebrating 10 years or yes. the, the first year, or whether it's with their family, you know, they just had their third child, or their first child, yeah. or adopted their first child. Yeah. Or, or it's financially. They're able to buy their first house or their seventh house. Yeah. You celebrate them with them regardless, yeah. right? Not, oh, again? Yes. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, that, I mean, that's it. So yeah. the, the, the six topics were watch out for couples who are quick to resent others. Yeah. 
okay? They show no empathy towards other couples' bad outcomes. Mm-hmm. And number three, they're constantly recruiting people into their ever-changing circle. Yep. Um, they don't respect other couples, and they're quick to make the worst assumptions to validate their lack of respect. Mm-hmm. Number five, they're overly concerned with material things. Yeah. Not understanding the value of it, but just consumed with it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, they are quick to belittle another couple, com- another couple's success. So what are we saying here? We're telling you to scrutinize all relationships, okay? Build relationships with your family. Yes. It's already hard enough to bring two families together. Yeah. My goodness. I'm from from, an African country. And my husband... He's a yard man. He's a a yardie. To bring the the Jamaican culture and the Tanzanian culture together has been difficult. It's bringing two worlds together, man. We've brought it together. Somehow we figured it out and it's working. All right. Mm-hmm. So it, it it is already hard to bring two families together. Okay. Do not ignore the red flags. Do not ignore. Who said it? I remember Oprah quoting um, her mentor. Okay. And she said, watch how people show you who they are the first time through their words. Or their actions. Yes. Pay attention to those red flags. You don't need 10. <laughs> you don't need 10. One is usually a very good start. See, the thing is, when you ignore the warning signs, all you're doing is really deceiving yourself by telling yourself that you're okay, mm-hmm. but you're really in danger. Yeah. And when you're in danger, you're vulnerable, and you give somebody uh, open season to to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And then it's really your fault, because you didn't scrutinize. Yeah. If someone's quick to put you put someone else down to you, make no mistake, they will be just as quick to put you down to someone, someone else. else. Yes, and I think we have all been very guilty of this. Okay, we're not here to correct you at all. Um, we're just all pointing out even mistakes that we have made. Uh, 1,000 and million percent. And we know, percent. we know there's people that are probably putting down us out there yeah. because we've also listened to a lot of garbage. Yes. So we are sharing our experiences, friends. Yes, yes. All right, everybody. It's been awesome hanging out with you again. That is our feature for today. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love spending time with you as always. All right, remember you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too.